0: (laughs) Tell you right now that I'm going in the lake. That's
1: it. That's it. But would you go? Would you stop swimming, or can you go while you're swimming? And we can make a podcast. I mean, I think you you practice
2: it in the pool first, right? (laughs) If you. uh... That's
0: awesome. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of... (laughs) Coaches on Couches. Bing! Slouches! Today on the couch, we have Francisco. Such a fun name to say. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that. We've got Francisco Alatore on the couch today. We're going to be talking about your season, uh, a little bit about you, all the crazy crap that you get into. (laughs) Um, But first... I'm Coach Dale Sanford.
2: I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete. And all up on that Instagram at Performance. And now I don't need the iPad anymore.
0: There you go. Bam. Done. (laughs) So I'm going to inflate your ego a little bit here. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Keep it going. (laughs) So one thing thing I, I love about Francisco is that he seems to, I don't know, like what's going on up here, but seems to have done a really good job at finding a balance of training for high performance, but also still having fun. Um, so you do tend to, to pick some crazy (laughs) challenge, you know, Ironmans and whatnots are not enough anymore. It's like, you got to go a little further each time, but, uh, I've, you know, when, when a day may not go as planned, um, you seem to, you know, uh, still find a way to have fun with the day. Um, I wish I had the picture from, memphis 70.3 but i do have a picture that you're not going to see which is you cheering on everyone at the the (laughs) saint jude marathon uh so francisco he he strikes a great balance of having fun and training uh for high performance so uh he's been a really he's been a joy to coach uh up to this point we'll see what you throw (laughs) at us next time uh hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) exactly So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and specifically kind of your background in sports and how you got into endurance sports? Sure. Um, I was a swimmer
1: before I was anything else. Uh, I was a swimmer in high school, even before high school. As a matter of fact, I was a swimmer in Mexico uh, where I grew up. Um, Then joined the Air Force, went to college, got married, had children. Everything went on hold until my oldest um, in kindergarten asked me to go with her to school in a bike. And so I went to Walmart, bought a bike, and that's how it all started. Which, by the way, the kindergarten was about three blocks from my house, and I struggled
0: uh-huh. on the bike
1: making it there. Uh, but that was the, the beginning to uh, me realizing I have some Challenges. I, I can't even take my daughter to kindergarten on the bike, uh, and so I started cycling. This was in Florida. I used to live in Florida. Okay. And uh, I, so yeah.
0: you mentioned. So you mentioned that you you done your first triathlon oh, yeah. back in like 1985, yeah, that's right. when it was like pretty new. Yes, a new sport in the U.S. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. So adventure. I went
1: to school in a town called Roswell, New Mexico. Oh yeah, I went to school taught by aliens. Uh Uh, That was a joke. Um, So yes, I was a swimmer and at the school uh, and our coach had just heard about this thing called triathlons and they were having the very first triathlon. uh, Actually was the second year they were having the triathlon in town in Roswell, New Mexico called bottomless triathlon. Uh, It's, it's at bottomless Lake. So that's the name. Okay. And, uh, uh, all the swim team had to sign up. I, I knew how to ride a bike. I didn't know what a road bike was. I didn't know what shifting meant. <laughs> uh, I think I rode the whole time in one single gear. Yeah. Uh, and there was a hill that I didn't know how to shift and couldn't go up the hill, so I actually had to get off the bike. So I was the second out of the water, uh, but I couldn't bike, so I lost my position from, from the bike. And then, uh, of course, we had to run. Back then, the transitions... You went and sat down, you finished swimming, you sat down in a tent, and you completely changed clothes, dried up, I had a towel, oh, and now I have to go and bike, and we went and biked <laughs> and came back, and oh, now I have to go and run. It was so uh, relaxed, Uh huh. Yeah. but yeah, that was my first one.
0: And so um, you've actually gone back and done that Did. same race Did. several times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- like, how is how is it going back and seeing how it's changed? So it's, um, for me, it's nostalgic. Um, that was
1: my very first time doing a race, and surprisingly, to see it still running years oh, after, yeah. since uh, 1984, when it first started. Uh, so it was pretty cool. I actually took Meg with me. Uh, we went and raced. The same lake, the same route, the same distance, nothing has changed, yeah. except for... The people doing it yeah That's uh, great. and it was exciting it was really fun
0: and for context meg is your partner in crime yeah all of these yes <laughs> wacky uh endurance events that you yes. guys decide to do um so you know you've you've gotten into triathlon stayed in it you've done what how many Ironmans? uh finished five Yep. and then several halves yes m- multiple marathons yes. we do those for fun at this point yes. uh, half marathons <laughs> Pick one part your training, training. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tons and tons and tons of experience mm-hmm. in endurance sports and triathlon and running and um so the last well last year um you know you kind of came to us and and said that you wanted to take on a 100 mile run yep. which you know prior to that you had done a what was the what was the or the run that you guys did in Tennessee?
1: Yeah, so we had done uh, so a friend of Meg uh, introduced us to ultra running, and the way they introduced us they invited us to uh, to go and do a um, it was a hundred and twelve mile race from Knoxville, Tennessee to Bristol, Virginia. Okay, uh, it's all road. It's self supported, which means you get to carry everything. Uh, there is no aid stations, there's nothing, but the window is much larger than a normal uh, 100 Ultra. Uh, so we went and did this, it actually took us 58 hours to finish it. Um, and, you know, one of the things that is important for me, I love how you uh, said it that I have fun. But part of the having the fun is also having the right support. And you guys know this. How important it is to have the right support at home 100%, 100%. Uh, that understands what you're wanting to do, what you're wanting to accomplish? Um, having that at home, I, I have not only that support, but I also have a partner in crime that loves to train. Uh, train, We train together. We do all these things together. Until race day, then we are no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> It, it all comes off at that moment, yeah. and uh, she's on her race, and I'm on mine. It's true. Full disclosure, we, <laughs> yes. we coach Meg as well, <laughs> yes. and,
0: and we've seen this firsthand. So
1: so she came uh, home one day and said, hey, what are you doing such and such date? Which, as you know, to read your partners, you know what that means. Uh-huh. They're like, oh here we go. <laughs> so, and sure enough, there was this race that uh, we wanted to do. We went with very little training um, and suffered a lot. Uh, but it was a lot of fun we enjoyed it uh we didn't think we could finish so meg suggested hey let's let's do a real ultra uh and that's how Pinotti was born for us
0: okay yeah so you guys came to us uh to train for Pinotti for the most part there were some other look whenever uh francisco and meg come to you and they say we want to do this Big event. (laughs) Normally, there's other big (laughs) events peppered in, so there's not. It's not just like you're hard focused on one thing. So you're you're working around a half Ironman at Memphis seventy point three, or you know some other golf clubs. Yeah, golf, other events peppered in, and when you're doing something like a hundred, there comes a time where you have to really focus on the running, and everything else kind of has to take a backseat. I think we did it pretty well. Um, but the the Pinoti course is wretched. It yeah. is incredibly difficult um ups and downs like in the dark the 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 really like uh, like loose rock downhills right. and stuff like that I and mean, that stuff will demolish the you know even a decent trail runner. So we knew we had to like really really prep, not just the miles, I, you know, honestly, in my opinion, for 100, the miles are are far less important than getting your nutrition, your hydration, Correct. your pacing, and then preparing your body for all the downhill that you're going to end up doing. So that's kind of how we looked at it. Um, and then I'll kind of let you kind of tell the story of how Pinotti went. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, uh, I did not realize the importance of nutrition. Uh, and probably that was my biggest flaw uh, going into this. Um, but uh, the event, obviously, for Megan went well. She finished. Uh, I, w- I DNF'd uh, at mile 70. I was pulled off the course. And one of the things, uh, you know, it, I have a why, why I do what I do. Uh, in my younger years, it used to be I like to exercise so I can eat all the crap I like to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've since moved to... My new why is I'm you know, i able to do these things. Uh, there will be a day that I won't be able to do these things. That day is not today, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll keep going. Uh, and, I, and I'd like to keep pushing the envelope. I know I'm not gonna podium. The only times I podium is when I'm the only one racing at my age group, right? <laughs> so uh, I know that, um, but I enjoy the journey, the training, um, the, the support, the people, um, and, and eventually the challenge of the race itself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what I was getting into. And um, I think what hurt me the most was nutrition and the descending. Not so much the ascending. The descending is what was harder. Yeah. Um, the Pinotti race goes up, not that it speaks volumes, but is the highest point in the state of Alabama, which is Sheeha Mountain. Um, so you go all the way up and then all the way down and, and the down is what hurt the most.
0: Yeah. I, so <clears throat> that is, that's kind of the, we've, we've said this a, a few times on the podcast about training for ultras. It's not, it's not the uphills half the time, the steep uphills, you end yeah. up hiking them anyways. Yep. Um, but people get this thing in their mind that they need to make up time on the downhills or, you know, I, since it's, Kind of gravity assisted, I can just go, yep. and that eccentric load on your body is so so high, and, yep. and it does so much damage to your muscles. That once your once your muscles and tendons and everything, I've had it, you're done for yep. the day. So we knew we had to prepare for that, but you know, looking back, there were definitely things that we could have added to the mm-hmm. to the program, done a little bit different strength training, uh, that sort of thing. And we did that on the on the second round, um, but every time that an athlete goes into a big event like this, especially a, a hundred, I usually put a, a a plant in their in their crew. At least somebody that will send me like text message. I know mm-hmm. you're not going to be the one texting me on yeah. the saying how you're doing and stuff. And but um, you know we had Kiri, you had Kiri on the crew. I had the best crew ever. <laughs> best crew, you know, Alan Kiri, and yep. and these are people that will tell you stuff that you don't want to hear when, when you don't want to hear it. And that's what you need on your crew. And so Kiri was texting me and she's saying, he's, he's not eating. He's not eating anymore. He's not, he's, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to shove food in his face and he's not taking it. And that's kind of when I knew that things were probably not going to go the way we wanted it to for the day. Um, We also had that, we ended up having a little bit of a hamstring pull that kind of plagued us long enough and, yeah, so ultimately, the day didn't go the way we wanted it to, but it literally took you about forty-eight hours to decide. Nope, I'm not. I'm not going out like that. So, like immediately, we decided. It took us a little while to decide which hundred mm-hmm. to do, but we were going to pick up another one in the in the uh, in the spring, and so we kind of recalibrated let the hamstring heal up properly yep. that was a big part of it um and then we kind of reworked our strength work we reworked our nutrition and hydration plan um, and we kind of targeted run love it yep um and that that's a or a, a race you're familiar with correct because you'd done the 100k the before. 100K before yeah um so it's still still got some elevation to it it's not like it actually has more elevation
1: than uh, Pinoti uh, surprisingly uh, but is is distributed among the sure. entire race versus one giant mountain <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. the one long massive climb and descent yeah. uh, so um, I think there's I think it's worth noting that um, you're not a huge fan of running yeah <laughs> <laughs> I am not.
1: Out of all three sports, that is my least favorite, and I make it known most of the time when others people other people are running with me.
0: That was the <laughs> other. That was the other thing we were getting from your support crew was the com- <laughs> the, compl- the why am I doing this? The complaints, but ultimately you come around. You yes. know, the uh, you know finish line is unlike any other. You know, especially when you're doing something epic like this, and you. Have to employ a team, and the whole your whole oh. support crew is there. Correct, you know that. i you know, I get chill bumps just thinking about it. So,
1: and honestly, yes, you're racing it for yourself, but in an event of that size, uh, and, and my crew will tell you, I cried when I was pulled off the race. For one, I knew that I could finish the distance. Um, my mental game doesn't allow me to quit. Uh, I have to be pulled off, um, and, and that's how I go into all these crazy events. Um, but when I got pulled off, I I suddenly felt that I was I let my team down uh, because it's not just about me; it, mm-hmm. it's everybody else behind. They've sacrificed so much to be there and, and help me that uh, I failed. So it was very hard. Definitely.
2: What was what was the nutrition, and, and you may end up getting into this, you know, for the things that you changed between that one and this one. What kind of run, folks, through? What were you eating?
1: Um, so uh, at that point, I had already learned of my favorite, uh, which uh, even you guys have mentioned in a previous podcast. But that is my Chick Fil A sandwiches.
0: <laughs> he wouldn't give up the Chick Fil A sandwiches. But I said, okay. <laughs> You can have your Chick Fil A sandwiches. Well, let me tell you, Let's is, just figure out how to get some more carbs in <laughs> you.
2: Uh huh.
1: So um, there was a lot of uh, different products from jails, okay. um, uh, Trail Mix, uh, food at the aid stations, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever I could grab, but I was not grabbing enough, and my gotcha. team. Uh, had their own, you know, they they brought food that they would prepare for me to have while, yeah. while I, when I was meeting them. They would fill my pockets with with food. And what they started realizing is that there was nothing to fill, that my pockets were still full gotcha. uh, from the last time they saw me. So that's how they quickly realized I was not consuming. And I think my head may have been in the race itself and not paying attention to my own nutrition because... For the first 20, 30 miles, I don't know what they're talking about. I yeah. feel great. It wasn't
2: a problem until it became a big problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you and hit that wall and it was.
0: Me, my thinking was okay, you're you're stopping and eating like a, a, a very high protein, high fat uh, sandwich, and that's making you feel full for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And so I was like, you can have the Chick fil A sandwich. Uh, just make sure that you're able to put in some more gels and mm-hmm. and you know we have to train with it and and make sure that we're we're getting in more than enough Correct. to power the the work that we're doing um, and that's one of the big things that we changed it wasn't yep. wasn't a major change it was just more we yep. just needed more mm-hmm, more yep. carbs and one of the things they
1: that I attribute uh, the second attempt uh, and the success of it, was the uh, putting the alarm on the phone?
2: Perfect. yeah. Uh, I mean, on my
1: watch, sure. every thirty minutes it went off, and I knew every thirty minutes, drink and eat, drink yep. and eat.
0: Yeah, that was that was. Uh, and we tell people all that time, all the time, for any any distance, ultra distance race where you're going to have to be eating a decent amount, set the alarms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like almost every computer that I know of has, has alarms alarm. on it now. Yeah. Yep. So use them. Um, I would say as far as the training we did differently, you know, as far as strength work, work goes, we really we really didn't run more miles the second time around. Mm-hmm. We changed the strength work up to where you were doing a little bit more heavier heavier lifts and then more um, eccentric loading. So we did a little bit more, we did some plyometric stuff, Correct. eccentric plyometrics, um, you know, and just making sure that uh, when we were doing movements like th- that, simulated like a squat or a lunge or a step up or something like that, that it the down portion was very controlled uh, and strong because that's basically what you're doing as you run. You're you're constantly controlling the muscles loading more so than c- muscle contractions. So why not work those right. movements more than the push portion of a lift?
1: And, and truthfully. Before Pinotti, all my running was on roads. I had all I had done. Even the previous hundred miler that we did mm-hmm. was literally on a road on uh, 11W West, or uh, that's the name of the road. It, it's really very different running than trail running, and suddenly I'm you're depending on different muscles yeah. that were not, in my opinion, properly trained and, and strength. Uh, that were weak mm-hmm. that
0: we ad- adjusted for. Yeah, it's different definitely a different load uh, on the muscles yep running on the road versus the trail um,
2: how many how many days a week were you doing strength and how many like what sort of run volume were you guys Oof.
0: it was all over the map I mean the I would say you were constantly doing three days a week three, of strength yep, for okay. sure yep um, usually it was a heavier day either an upper body, a core or mm-hmm. a mobility day. And then we, once we got into the thick of it, that turned into that plyometric Correct. Uh, day. And then I'll say max volume, like we were doing, what we did? So like max volume ended up being, I believe around 15 hours of running. Probably, yep. So it was about an eight hour eight hour day on Saturday, four hour day on Sunday and then a couple of, like, hour 15 to an hour and 30 during yeah. the week. Um, Those was, were the
1: days I hated, Dale. The short ones? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> the long ones. Oh, The, the oh, back-to-back yeah. long ones. The stacked? Yes. Well, you know, and this that's ears how... The had to be burning. So.
0: <laughs> uh, they were. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. how, you know, that's how you, you simulate yeah. long days. You accumulate a lot of fatigue one day, and then you, you know, try to perform the next day on a bunch of fatigue and then that weekend creates a massive amount of fatigue um, you know and then it also you you have to go long enough to test your nutrition and hydration correct like you need to know that it's going to work 8 oh. hours in now you, don't get me wrong you don't have to do like a 50 miler to train for 100 because like i just said our max weekend was 12 hours like f- and it worked out great. Perfect. Yes. Um, I just I don't I don't believe in doing massive, massive, massive running loads for a for a hundred. And
1: we even did this on the swim too. Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. It's same principle. Um, so we'll kind of get we'll we'll go there in a second, but you know, run. Levitt ended up going really well. Correct. And I mean,
2: what was te- the time gap between the
0: two? Uh, five months.
2: October,
1: uh, no, uh early November to February twenty
2: fifth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, you did know. you find it was tough to keep motivation up, or were you? Was the fire fire burning after? Oh, not the fire completing? was burning. Um,
1: I think I could feel my body uh, needing some rest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At one point. Uh, I developed shingles and I didn't realize I had oh, shingles. Geez. And so I had back pain and nerve pain. Yeah. And uh, um, I was pretty close at throwing the towel because pain was all over. Went to the doctor and they said, no, this is what you have. And Oh, geez. Uh, and so I was able to manage it. Once I knew what it was, I thought it was, I'm falling apart. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the fire was constantly burning. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, a testament to to you and your dedication Mm -hmm. is even through the crap that you've been through, uh, you know, the, the DNFs and the having to recalibrate working through the hamstring thing, which took, I mean, for a second there, we weren't sure if we were even going to be able to have time to build for run love it because the hamstring was still bothering you. Um, we managed to work through that and then do the build. And so, Real quick, run through how the day at Run it went. Uh,
1: it was terrible, actually.
0: Uh, it <laughs> you don't started. Say, you don't put it like that. It, it started at
1: thirty-five degrees and uh, and raining, and it oh. ended at thirty-five degrees and raining. So it, oh. it, it was. Oh yes, and, and <laughs> that's the, as bad as it gets. And the funny thing about that race is that it actually starts at night. And because it uh. is a hundred miler, you actually will spend two nights in the woods by yourself in the cold and the wet and in the, in the wet. Yes. Uh. yes. Um, but I mean, uh, the event went, in my opinion, as planned. Uh, the nutrition uh, worked. Um, the timing. Uh, so you're doing
2: what? One chicken sandwich every uh, every, every forty five minutes. Two chicken sandwiches.
1: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, everything else was <laughs> yeah. was dead on. If there was a lesson I learned from it, uh, I think I was drinking too much. Gotcha. Uh, because I found myself having to relieve every mile yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end. Uh, so that was probably... Um, I mean, if that's going to be a, my worst part, then I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, the race was, was dead on. Yeah. And I it think was
0: hard. Going from going from like training for Pinotti and having to train through the summer and Mm -hmm. just teaching yourself to drink a ton. Yes. And then going into (sighs) this build, having that same sentiment. And then we get into the race and yeah, you're having to pee. Yeah. Yeah, It's It's freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah. You You just don't need as much, but, but overall the, the race went, went really, really well. Yes. Um, so we, we were able to check that, that goal off the, off the list. And then, um, Francisco says, Hey, I kind of want to do a really friggin' long swim. I want to do something that's not long running. Well, that was was exactly (laughs) right. What are my options? (laughs) That was basically what he said. He's like, I think I need to stop running for a little while. (laughs) And, uh, guilty. And, and I, I kind of want to do this, this bridge to bluff 10 K swim. And I was like, okay, I mean, we got plenty of time. Let's do it. You know, so we were able to take, um, well, there that wasn't it. You had to, I, don't, I, I, I talk like it's just like there was that event and then there was this one. Oh, there was Gulf Coast and a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, Gulf Coast 70.3 shortly thereafter, yeah. the 100, and then, yeah, then a marathon a few months later. Right. Yeah, and then we kind of focused in on the swim, mm-hmm. which... Honestly, for this swim, I didn't think we needed nearly as long of a build for the swim yeah. as we did for the hundred. Um, but what, like, what made you want to do the swim a long, <laughs> freaking swim? Yeah,
1: like I said earlier, I I, I was a swimmer. Um, I enjoy swimming. Uh, I had always competed in the pool. Mm-hmm. i would never done. Uh, open water swimming other than at an Ironman or a half Ironman or any triathlon that is uh, at a lake. So that was my experience of open water swimming. Um, uh, I'm a member of Memphis Thunder, and uh, one of our guys did a race last year. Uh, listen to this. It's, it's a 10-mile
0: swim. Ooh, nope. <laughs> it's on my list it's coming up yeah I'll let you do you're it. dropping right. it today yeah. i'm training <laughs> so, for by it the way <laughs> uh,
1: but so he did that and uh and it got me interested but there is no way i can go from swimming a uh, ironman distance uh to to 10 miles so yeah. uh found this that it's a little shorter uh as a matter of fact that gentleman that introduced us to uh, to the race, uh, the 10 mile that did it last year, did it with me this past weekend as well. Um, uh, he's an excellent swimmer and had no problems. He, I think he came fourth overall. Um, but I mean, it, 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 I needed to try something different. One, I mm-hmm. wanted to get off my legs for a while. Uh, and, uh, and I thought, hey, sure, why not? Let's, let's see where this goes. And yeah.
2: maybe it has a, a new future. Tell us about that event, uh, just some details about the event, and then yeah. also how does that compare to, say, the, the environment of, like, a 100-miler?
1: Yeah, so um, come to find out. There is, just like uh, in the ultra-running world, there's a open-water swimming world mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Yeah. I'm just having to learn about it. Uh, and there's all these races that happen all over the world, uh, primarily in the ocean, Okay. Uh, a few in the lakes, um, like Tahoe, for example, has mm-hmm. an, uh, a race. Um, but this one was in the river, and it's actually a, a series. There's three events. Uh, the second one is happening this weekend. Okay. Uh, and then there's a, the third one, which is the ten miler. So there's a ten k, ten k, five miler, and then a ten miler. Okay. Uh, and. The, the three events are considered a, a challenge uh, that, you know, you, you get something for that. Gotcha. Uh, but there's events everywhere, yeah. right? Um, and I just thought it would be interesting to try uh, something different mm-hmm. uh, other than, okay, I've done a lot of running. I've done a lot of biking before. Um, so, okay,
0: let's try swimming. So explain a little bit about like how an open water event goes because there are, I'm sure there are already people thinking like, how the heck do you eat? How do you uh, drink yeah. when you're swimming for yeah. hours on end? Uh, you know, so there's explain a little bit about eating, drinking and also the, the, the navigation part of it. Yeah. Uh, so, and
1: there's one other element too is, uh, which was the topic of the conversation uh, as we were getting ready to start the swim. There um, there was, uh, four of us from Thunder that were doing the event and while we're waiting for our turn to jump in, one of us turned and says, okay, do you pee in the lake, uh, in the water or do you stop? Do you do it while you're swimming or do you stop? And was like, what? I'm like, well, you're going to have to go and yeah. indeed, you do have to yeah. go. Uh, it's, you're eating so something has to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, sure enough, it was our conversation. How do you go? <laughs> do you stop? Like one of them was like, ah, oh, uh, I always go out. I I always get out. I don't do it in, in in the lake. Like, well, you won't be able to get it out. Get out, so you're gonna have to figure <laughs> better, it out. Better
0: practice that. Yes, <laughs> I'll tell you right now that I'm going in the lake. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. But would you go? Would you stop swimming, or can you go while you're swimming? And not we can make a
2: podcast. I mean, least, I think you, you practice it in the pool first, right? <laughs> if you. Uh... That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I I definitely have to stop. Uh, so, by the way, don't I've said this before on podcast? Don't mm. ever get around me at the, at the warm-up portion Race. of a swim start. Um, if I stop for any l- length of time, now you know. Yeah, I cannot cannot yeah. swim and go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
1: so the start actually, first of all, the event is put by U.S. Uh, swimming, uh, so it is a uh, sanctioned event. Okay. Um, what kind of numbers are there? Uh, Participant ones. This particular one had 64 swimmers. Uh, Each swimmer has to have what they call a pilot, which is a navigator. Um, Primary job of the pilot is one, they keep you in a straight line. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to necessarily be siding like you do on a triathlon. Uh, You're just following the pilot who cannot be in front of you, can always be on your side or behind you, but can never be in front of you. Gotcha. Because you can draft. Yeah. Yeah. uh the, the pilot obviously navigates, uh, carries your food, your nutrition, uh, and is your safety uh, in the fact that because we we're swimming in the river or if it was a lake or even if it was the ocean, there's traffic yeah. uh, And so they become the visible point gotcha. uh, for your safety. So you have to maintain a certain distance from from the kayak. However, you're not allowed to touch the kayak as a, as a competitor. Uh, part of Some of the rules are that you are not allowed to, unlike on a triathlon where if you get tired, you can hold on to a kayak as long as there's no forward movement. In this case, you're not allowed to touch
2: gotcha. the kayak
1: at all. Okay. So the, the nutrition, um, the pilot carries it. And, and I, what I learned from the 100-miler was that, hey, every 30 minutes worked well for me. Carry that over to this mm-hmm. other event. Uh, and we did. Uh, Meg was my pilot, uh, and she had her watch going uh, at the same time as I started, mm-hmm. and every 30 minutes on the clock. As I'm swimming, uh, she would hold a water bottle, which was my signal, it's time to eat. Uh, and the way it works is that she would throw it in front of me. Uh, actually, the water bottle is on a rope. So she would throw it in front of me. I would swim to it, grab it, turn on my back, mm-hmm. float on my back while... I drink, sometimes we would put a gel next to it, uh, so that I could have more than just the fluid. Yeah. Um, take the gel and and then I would just drop the bottles she had on the rope, she would pull it back into her kayak and keep on going.
0: So you go, here fishy, fishy, fishy. Yeah. It. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. Just throw it up. So I'm I'm curious, do they have like um, do they have like an official going around on a boat yes, to make sure yes. that you? I
1: believe they have several officials who are going up and down the the whole event. Um, there were about four or five different markers throughout the whole distance because at one point we went from swimming on the left side of the river, we had to cross over and then swim on the right side of the river. Um, so so yes, there were some markers and, and there's traffic, obviously. Um, and the coast guard is aware of this event just yeah. like yeah. you would do an ultra or any other race, right? You notify the authorities, um, but there's still, you have to be careful to uh, and respect the traffic.
0: Yeah. I was looking at the, the map from the, the GPS data mm-hmm. and the, I mean the, the river just snakes the Correct. whole time. Yep. It's not a straight line no, by any means. No. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of, there was a decent amount of navigation yep. going. And so, when you're going through a, when you were going through that, were you getting Meg to like cut tangents, or like is was there like a definite course you had to follow?
1: There's a course you have to follow, and you ha- she had to maintain a certain distance from the edge of uh, the river. Um, the left side is deeper uh, for whatever re- reason. The left side is deeper, so she had to be, I think it was 100 to 150 yards uh, off the edge, max. Um, and so I would, wherever she went, I followed. Uh, we, I kept her on my left side and wherever she would turn or she would signal me that we need to cross and we would go. Uh, but yeah, it was about a hundred to 150 feet.
2: So what was total time and how much did you eat and drink?
1: Uh, total time was two hours and forty-two minutes uh, for ten k.
0: 6.2. And by the way, that's
1: solid, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, uh, thankfully, we had a little bit of current on the river, mm-hmm. so that helped. Uh, although, the it slows down towards the end, and, and you can you can tell one you're tired, but mm-hmm. but you're swimming along, and then suddenly, oh wow. <laughs> Now I got to work harder. Yeah, and, and, am I a quick quicksand here. Yeah, is this a yeah. am I in a bog? I'm not moving. <laughs> uh, and again, I was eating every thirty minutes. Okay, I'm a, a big fan of Hammer Nutrition. Yeah, um, and and so that's what I stick to from okay. gels, Just gels, and, yeah, and heat and fists. Okay, uh, combination of all that. Gotcha.
2: Take it in. I was sort of envisioning uh, the the hot dog eating competition where they take yeah. the buns and stick yeah. it in the water. I was thinking the, the, the chicken of Chick-fil-A, biscuit. Chick-fil-A <laughs> came across <laughs> yeah. at one point. There was going to be a wet was, bun. with we just uh, do chicken minis. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about the training that went into this because there were some challenges. We like we don't have a lot of open water, water opportunity mm-hmm. around here. Uh, thankfully we've started the, the swim program on Sunday, but you're still this year limited to, a basically a 500 yard, uh, triangle. Um, otherwise it, we don't have, there's like only two pools in the entire county that aren't 25 yard pools. So it, it brought on, it yeah. brought on a few challenges here. So I would say w- when we went, uh, into this build, basically You know, we went from essentially training for like a a half iron distance level of Mm -hmm. swimming, you know, where you're doing like three swims a week, 3,000 yards kind of is the max where most people can get it done and have enough time to get home and shower and whatever. Um, We basically went to five days. Five days. Five days of swimming we kept a little bit of running, running in there, but we made it optional <laughs> and then kept some biking some in biking. there as well mm-hmm. for the train. low impact stuff and the strength work mm-hmm. didn't go away. Um, so increasing the volume first by number of sessions. And then each one of those sessions started to creep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, we got up to maximally what almost 25 K Uh, in the biggest week where we did the... Oh, for the week, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you basically had, we did the one, uh, and you can talk about the 100-hundreds, but (laughs) we did a day of 100-hundreds in a 25-yard pool, which I know, (laughs) my ears were burning that day. Uh, And then we we did the longer open water on Sunday, which equated to about 5K. Yep. Um, And then we had two sessions during the week that were four to five and then the one kind of recovery session, I'm sure. So it was right around 25 K, um, in a week, which if you're not training for a swim event, unless you're a professional triathlete, you're not going to get 25 K in a week in a pool or in the water in general. Yeah. So, you know, given the volumes that we were doing, what was like to you, what was the hardest part of the training?
1: The 25 yard pool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I've found it to be as challenging as running. And again, I, I like swimming more than I liked running. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, I had more to look forward to for whatever reason. Um, the One Hundreds, Oh my goodness. Uh, um, <laughs> did you have
2: someone do that with you or, no, uh, no, just, I was
1: all by my lonesome. Ooh, me and, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, me and, uh, I had 50 pennies in, okay. uh, in a cup. And I would put them in every 100, and then pull them out uh, after the first 50. Uh, and it's pretty it, good
0: because because most people can't count when they're swimming yeah, anyway. Yeah. So that, that, you had that to have was my some plan. way. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was my plan of pennies. What's really funny is um, at the pool where I was doing it, they were having a kids lesson. Uh, kids learning how to swim, and they were running all over. And my <sighs> biggest fear. Was that either one of those kids would come and kick <laughs> my cups or right. my pennies or start playing with my pennies, uh-huh. and it would have been disaster? <laughs> Thankfully, no. Francisco's in would have been able to recover for, that? For, yeah. for hurting a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Like, laughs> that, that would not be even good. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know that I have anything uh, challenging when it comes to swimming. I, I really enjoyed even. The the Triangle 500s at Shelby Farms, I, I honestly enjoyed doing that swim. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's uh, – I can't say it's soothing, but it, I had no issues, no stress. Yeah. And, and comparing it to everything we did for the running and the injuries that I faced, I faced no injuries with all the
0: swimming that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, it is, it <coughs> is quite uh, – quite less impact yep. on the body for sure. Obviously the big thing we had to make sure was we did a little bit more upper body work, but just monitoring how your shoulders felt, Your upper body, it's, you know, mm-hmm. um, you have a pretty clean stroke, so we weren't too worried about, you know, getting problems in the shoulders over rotating mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but we got you up to like this massive w- weekly volume, um, you know, for, you know, eventually you were just like, it was like clockwork, man. You were like every swim. I was like, I know exactly what pace he's going to (laughs) swim. Right. Right. Somewhere in the one forties in the pool Mm -hmm. and, and pretty similar in the open water too, um, which you generally don't see. Um, and then we started to see in pool times come down and I was like, ah, here we go. This is, this is how we know you're getting fitter. And so open water was just like Bam, 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 One, like low 140s, super easy, like not pushing at all. And then pool times kind of dropped into the 130s. Mm-hmm. And so, like that, It's like, he's getting fit. And then, <sighs> and then we did the 5K swim yeah. uh, as like a previewer. And then, literally the next week, the day the when you got out day, of the water, it feels the next like. Day. Yeah. Yeah. What happened, Francisco? Uh, I caught bronchitis. He got the bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. That
1: was two weeks out from the race.
0: Oh. So, Francisco is what I would consider a pretty, pretty even keel guy. Pretty, pretty mentally strong. But, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't catch some, some oh, worry. Yeah. From you that we came, we came this <laughs> close. And, and got sick. And so, I mean, you know, we met, we saw each other at the, uh, the pre-swim for Mm -hmm. Memphis 70.3. And I was like, look, if you can get healthy, keep your upper body loose and, you know, just keep some general activity going, you're not, you're going to be fine. Like the body's going to remember what's going on. Uh, you know, don't panic and, you know, went about your business and, your body came around, and a couple days before, we got into you know got into the pool. Everything looked yeah, basically yeah. the same, and yeah.
1: I was still coughing some in the water. Okay, uh, when we did that um, s- that swim at Shelby Farms, uh, the seventy point three course, uh, I was still coughing a lot, um, and it's quite challenging to try to cough and swim and and do all that. Oh, yeah. So I through that swim, I was thinking. Uh, there's no way that was there's what no four days
2: out three days out
1: that was uh, a week out it was a week a week, a week. Yeah. A week okay. out okay uh there is no way i can swim six miles in this condition yeah. even if i turn over in my back and 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 float while i'm trying to cough it, it, it i was i was thinking i may have to not even show scrap it um but yeah thankfully we're able to pull it off
0: yeah i mean it was you know, at that point, um could the lead in have been a little bit better? Sure. I mean, but stuff like this happens, but the the moral of the story here is that you didn't you didn't lose fitness over no, that time. No. Like again, if if the worst thing you could have done, like we wanted you to get healthy, but we didn't like totally come off the gas. Mm-hmm. Um we did enough to like keep your body moving and, and mm, mobile and, and muscles awake. Um, it was just basically like a bit of an elongated taper, and you know, was what it seemed like. Because once you got into the water at the race, you cranking. Correct. I mean, there was a little it, bit of current, but there was. But and
1: you know. I gotta, you know, I, I gotta give you props for this because as the athlete, I'm thinking the wheels are coming off. Mm-hmm. I'm done jumping off the second floor. I'm, uh, it's over. <laughs> Building's on fire, yeah, and I'm getting it, that's out. That's it. I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, it's your words of encouragement that, hey, you haven't lost anything. Um, I don't know that anybody else would have said that. Uh, Like I talked earlier about the uh, having the support, whether if it's a support at home or support with your teammates or whatever. I don't know that anybody would have said the same, that you're not losing the fitness. I think that was the key for me, uh, the trust that you're right. I'm not losing my fitness. Everybody else would say, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, At least not for me, what I needed to hear at the time. Um, So yeah, that's that. Those words is what helped me having your coach tell you,
0: you're not losing it. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. Yeah. We kept the confidence level up. We've seen it. I mean, been doing this a while. So we've seen it time and time again, and it's not, I mean, I'm not saying that our athletes tend to get sick two weeks out. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that it happens. Uh, there's a lot of stuff floating around in the air these days, yep. and, um, you know, it's an unfortunate thing that happens. But that close to event, the event, when you've put all the work in, it doesn't just, like, go away in a week. Correct. Like, it's not going to, like I said, the worst thing, what will happen is you'll go into the event feeling really stale. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're just you're you're too fresh, Mm -hmm. Um, but on on a long event, I would even bet had we not done much of anything leading up to that day, you might have felt crappy for the first half an hour. But as soon as your body kind of like realized what you were doing, you'd have been fine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it, it takes a solid. I mean, it's a solid like. Two week, like they say, five days is is what when detraining starts to take place. I think it's a little bit longer, um, just in in my experience. Um, but again, if you can keep things mobile, keep moving, yeah. awake, that sort of thing, your fitness is not just going to disappear yeah. in a in a week or two. And
1: it paid off. I mean, I, the event went flawlessly for me. Yeah, um, I still had a little bit of coughing in the water, but it wasn't severe. The, the temperature was 75 degrees in the water. No wetsuits, by the way. So, okay. that's another rule.
0: You just ruled out like 90% of triathletes <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No wetsuits. It was <laughs> sounding cool for a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I need that boy. No wetsuits, no speed suits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just banana hammocks and uh, that's it. That's it. And bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, man. Well, I guess uh, the question I have to finish this with is what what's What's next next?
1: uh well this is it's always for meg and i again you know we like to challenge ourselves um uh, meg has been playing with this idea of she wants to do um a shiha challenge i don't know if you've seen it it's Mm -hmm. out there which is the Ironman distance? The extreme, yeah, Chiha extreme. extreme, yeah, Chiha Stream. So she's playing with that. I told her I'm out. Uh, that's, that's all you. <laughs> she does oh, realize she has you. to swim during that. Yeah, right? uh, There's swimming I'll, involved. I'll group for her for that race. Um, but I, I'm in uh, looking at the Florida Extreme Challenge, which is a three day Ironman like distance, back to back to back.
0: It's uh, it's a big. Uh, our friend Jeff Favor did it say, last is that what year. Yeah, uh, yeah, three stages. Yep. And the first day is essentially an Ironman. Man. Uh, what are the second day is, they get like slightly really shorter, shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the runs, the first two day, the runs are both thirty k, so they're the same distance. It's basically like doing. You're almost doing like two and a half, three Ironmans in three days. In three days, yep. It's it's a doozy. It's pretty stout. Yeah. So hey. We'll see. Just a fun little weekend. That's right.
2: Just,
1: <laughs> just another weekend. Just, just another
0: weekend. Well, man, like we appreciate you coming in and giving your Thank time you. yep, and definitely. to talk about you know your story. We we love sharing stories of athletes. And again, I think um, you know for those out there who uh, might be noodling a a big challenge, like what would you what would you tell them?
1: Um, you know, again, I I, I cannot emphasized enough what it means to have the right support, because you're not just doing it for yourself. You, everybody around you has to be in it. I know my work has no clue. Uh, the other day, somebody asked me or told me, hey, I did a 5k marathon the other day. Like, <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad. So I know the support is not at work. Uh, I have a support at home, uh, but then I also have a support around my friends and teammates and I have athlete friends that I hang out with most of the time and then not an athlete, which are for the off season. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if they're your main area of, of support, man, they're, they're hard to deal with because they're wanting to stay out every night and do all these things. So yeah. support to me is probably the biggest thing. And, and the other one, you got to love the training. You got to enjoy it uh, in the minute that you're not enjoying it
2: back off for a little bit.
0: Yeah. So find the support team. Yeah. That's surround gonna, yourself with yeah. like-minded people, right? That's it. And then you better enjoy the training because you're going to be doing a heck Especially of a lot more Especially if you're that. going long. If you're going yeah. long, you better so like it. Going to do a lot more training than racing. Uh, well, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Let me be here. No, we appreciate you sharing your story and, and getting to talk about, you know, your season, uh, this year. So, appreciate all of you guys and gals hanging out, listening, watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.